0: All righty. Well, let's start off with a word of prayer. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for just, uh, just this opportunity to be able to uh, talk about you a little bit, God, and just to be able to get a little bit of your word into our spirit. We just ask you, Father, just to bless this time. We welcome you into this place, Father. Um, we know that uh, without your presence, without your uh, that, that gift, God, that you can only give to us, God, that love, Father, um, none of this can be possible, Father. So we just welcome you into this place, and we thank you that after we leave from this place, we'll never be the same. And we just ask you to bless us throughout the rest of this week. And whatever issues that we're going through, God, we just thank you that you're going to give us the way out and uh and the instructions that we need, the guidance, God, and we just love you and we praise you for that in Jesus name. Amen. amen. All righty. So, getting to know God. That's going to be the the topic that I'm talking about. So, um so I'm going to go over the three parts of God, which is the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mhm. Um, we're gonna go over the attributes and the the character, and uh, this is one of my favorite subjects to talk about because it's all about Jesus, and uh, Jesus is so easy to talk about because he's just awesome, <laughs> you know. And uh, and any way you put it, shape it or size that it always works out in the end, and you're always blessed whenever you uh, whenever you talk about him. You know, the Bible says that uh, you know it says when two or three are gathered. But at the same time, it also says whenever you talk about him, he's going to show up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we're more than two or three gathering and we're talking about him so we can believe that he's going to show up now. So, uh, so no matter what is said, uh, no matter how eloquent it's, uh, it's brought, we can believe that Jesus is going to come. And that's ultimately what we want mm-hmm. in, in every opportunity and every day of our life. So we have this person, God. That is manifested in three persons. Um, I remember in college, and in, uh, I think it was uh, Principles of Evangelism, they talked about, you know, the Trinity. And, uh, and as you may know, uh, the Trinity is actually not spoken about in the Bible. That's a man-made um, topic, the Trinity. Um, but where they got that from is basically God manifested in three persons. Um, they've talked about how you can describe it like an apple or an orange or some kind of a fruit where you have the seed, the meat, and then the skin, <laughs> okay? Um, believe it or not, in that Principles of Evangelism class, I said that's not the best way to describe um, God. Because those are three separate things, but we're talking about a God that has manifested three different ways, but still is one God, okay? So, let me read you a couple verses. This is one of my favorite scriptures, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. It says, and all these are going to be from the new, um, new King James translation. It says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of his Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Why I like this verse is because if you break it down, he's basically breaking down the three persons. Mm-hmm. He's saying you have grace through Jesus. You have love of God or the Father. And You have the communion of his spirit. I remember when I was talking to my kids and trying to explain to them in their elementary school level um, how you have the father, the son, and the spirit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, well, I said, okay, so think about me as, as their father. I said, I'm your father. So I said, I'm a father. Okay. And you're a father. And you're a father. Even a mother. A mother. Okay? You're that part. Mm-hmm. But then you also have your presence, mm-hmm. which is what would, would be his spirit. Okay, so when I'm around my kids they they're around me as their father, but then they also have access to my presence um, in addition to that, as soon as I start speaking, they have my word uh-huh. and they have the words that I speak over him and when you look at scripture, that's where um you can understand that you have God the Father, you have his Word, which is the Son, and then you have his spirit, okay in Genesis. We see right off the bat, when the Bible first starts, um, you see where you have all three right in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, So it says, Genesis 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So in the beginning God. Mm-hmm. Okay, So if nothing else, in the beginning there was God. OK. And if you and really, if you want to say like uh, what was it I had a, in one class, it was like Genesis zero was God <laughs> Then you have Genesis one verse one says in the beginning, God, OK, because before the beginning, there was God. Amen. So uh, so you have God. Then it says the earth was out with was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. Okay. Then it says, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So now we have His Spirit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then it says, then God said, as soon as He spoke, that was His word. word Okay. So the word went forth, and when you look at that, it says, it says, uh, let there be light, and there was light. And then He said, let there be that, let there be, and let there be, all through Genesis one. Okay. Um, We can see now how God's word has still. is still going. As soon as he said, "Let there be light," light was like came, and light will forever be. Okay, so his word will always be, and like in Isaiah, it says his word will never return back to him void. And that's going to be something that I'm going to touch on too. But let me get onto this in Matthew. So the first chapter—I mean, I'm sorry—the first book of the New Testament, we see where the three are there are together again. This is in Matthew three. This is when Jesus gets baptized. When he was baptized, meaning Jesus, Jesus came up immediately out of the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and a light upon him. So you have Jesus, and you have the dove, which was representing the Spirit. And then it says, suddenly a voice came out from heaven. Well, who is that voice? That's God. That's the Father, okay? He said, this is my Son, who I am well pleased, and you know that part of the story. So you see here in the Old Testament, when the world first started... Mm Uh, or I should say, even when time first started, um, you have the three of them there. And when Jesus gets baptized, which was basically the launch of his ministry, you see all three of them there. And, and at that moment, that was such an awesome, amazing moment that God himself actually said to the world And I believe that it wasn't just the people that were there. I believe once God spoke, the entire world heard God speak. Okay, wherever you were in that world at that point. And he said, this is my son who I'm well pleased. And basically like, hey, go and get him. <laughs> okay, and Jesus, and, and right after that moment, you know, he went into the wilderness and he was tested. And that's a whole nother message. But um, you see those three there. Okay, this is this is one of my this is my absolute positively go to favorite scripture of the entire Bible. (laughs) And and if my wife was here, she would say the same thing. So at this moment, I'm going to prove to you without a shadow of a doubt that we don't serve three gods. We serve one God. And he has a name, and his name was given to him by God, by himself, okay? In addition to that, that name is above every other name. So that's above any name in this room. That's above any name in the Old Testament that was ever given to God. And this is the name that we can live by and we can call on and all of our hopes and dreams and anything that you need, healing, whatever is in this name. Amen? Okay. John 1. Okay? This is... This is uh, a baby John, not old John, (laughs) because um, first John is when he gets older. So this baby John one, okay, verse one. It says, "In the beginning was the Word." The Word. Okay. Uh Remember, we already heard in uh, in Genesis one, he said, "In the beginning, God." Okay. So it says, "In the beginning was the Word." Okay. Simple. And the Word was with God. Uh huh. And the Word was God. OK, yeah. so you can say that in, the, in this argument here, I can say, well, when time first started, there was a word. Mm-hmm. OK, and when that time first started, the word was with God. So, OK, hey, you know, there's two separate people, right? Well, yeah. that other part says and the word was God. Yeah. So obviously that's one person they're talking about. OK, mm-hmm. next it says he was so meaning the word yeah. was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. Okay? It says, In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines in darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. So basically it said that that whole light can comprehend it. It said once the word came forth, Mm -hmm. there was no amount of evil or darkness that can comprehend how bright this light was. Meaning that this light came and overshadowed the darkness. Mm -hmm. Okay. And actually like took the darkness away. Okay. So that was the first three verses of chapter one. When you skip all the way down to verse 14 of the same chapter. It says, and the word became flesh. Well, here's my question for you. Who is that person? It said, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we we beheld him glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So if that's the case, I can say, if the person that came to this earth that dwelt among us was Jesus... Right. Can you agree to that? Then I can go back and read that verse again from verse one. It says in the beginning was Jesus Mm -hmm. and Jesus was with God and Jesus was God. Mm -hmm. So when I go back to the Genesis, I can say in the beginning, Jesus created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep. And Jesus was hovering over the face of the waters. And then Jesus said, let there be light because if Jesus is God. Then God is Jesus. If you have a spirit, that's Jesus too. Just like how I said when I was speaking to my children. If they have me, they have me as their father. When I speak to them, they have the words of the father. And when I'm in their presence, they have me as their father. So I'm not three different people. They can just experience me in three different ways. Okay, Amen? amen. So like that first verse that I started off with, it says in 2 Corinthians 13, 14, it says the grace of the Lord Jesus. So You have the you have access to the grace of God through Jesus. Okay? In addition to that, you have access of the love of God through Jesus. Because it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Okay. Now people say, Well, why do they say he's the son? Well, there's certain rules on this earth that God himself created, that God can't even break his own rules, okay? Mm-hmm. So when you come to this earth, you have to inhabit a body. Yeah. You can't just be on this earth and all willy-nilly. That's why it's so funny when the enemy is here and the spirits are all climbing around and they're doing different things. It's like, you know what? You don't even have dominion or access to this world, so I don't even know why I'm allowing you to bother me <laughs> because you're not even on this earth according to policy, yeah. <laughs> okay? So once again, that's another message, but you can you can understand what's going on. So Jesus had to come. To this earth, why to make an ultimate sacrifice? So when you look at that, God actually sent himself to die on the cross because God was the only person that can make the perfect sacrifice. Why because he was perfect? He was perfect in every way, in addition to that, when he was on this earth, he overcame every sin for us, okay the, those those lambs and those goats and stuff that was fine for the Old Testament and it was fine for its time, but God realized, you know what, these jokers are going to have to keep doing these sacrifices if I don't come and do something. Yeah. So the only way is, is well, I've put, in, I've, put in, um, uh, I've put the policy into this world that you have to make a sacrifice to overcome these sins. So you know what, I'm going to send a sacrifice, which is myself. And I'm going to sacrifice myself so that nobody has to sacrifice anything else. Mm-hmm. So I don't, even have, I don't even need them to do it. I'm going to do it. And because I do it now, it covers everyone and it covers everyone from before that moment and at that moment. And then for the moments for all eternity. Amen. 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 So in that, like when you think about that, Jesus is so awesome and so amazing because not only do we have access to these things, to his to his spirit, to him as a father, to um, um, to his grace and his mercy and all these other things. But in addition to that, he sent himself. To take care of us, to cover us for everything that we can ever do. So why are we sitting here being depressed and aggravated and frustrated? It's like Jesus, like Jesus, when I say Jesus paid it all, he literally paid it all. Yeah. He literally paid it all because <laughs> we were back in the Old Testament times. Oh, my God. I don't even know how many sacrifices I would have had to make just today alone. <laughs> okay, <laughs> So I, de- I work in customer service. So it's just like every person that I dealt with, I would have had to make a sacrifice. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So. So we have that access, right? Okay. Now, keeping in mind what I was saying about using myself as an example, as a father or even a mother, honestly, even a mother. And even a mother is even better because she has that comforting thing about her, that comforting uh, presence about her. So in here, his attributes, okay? So how can I say like, Let's start off by saying God is God. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay? God is God and he's nothing else but God amen so he is omniscient that is the state of knowing everything aren't you so happy that we serve a father that knows everything Ooh, he knows yes. what you did in the past he knows what you what you're doing now and he knows what you're going to do in the future makes me <laughs> yes but the good part about god that he's all knowing he actually knows every single outcome and possibility to every decision that you could possibly make mm-hmm. So therefore, since he knows everything, don't you think if like, let me let me use this. Can you help me out real quick? Let me use this as an example. Just grab a couple of chairs. So if I'm just just put them out anywhere. So if I'm walking in life, OK, yeah. and the father knows I'm going to make a decision. Well, these are things that he may put in my way, not for a stumbling block, but for me to stop and be like, OK, you know what? I, let me go this way. Like way. And maybe I should have went that way. So now God is going to put this in here. And I'm like, well, you know what? I can't I can't go. that. OK, I got to go this way. So now he's trying to put me in the right direction. Uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. So now I'm like, I have to get to him. But I'm like, oh, man, I have one of these two ways. Well, I can't go that way. OK, now I'm at my point because God knows everything. God knows every single possibility, every single decision, every single outcome that we can make because he's all knowing he is all like all knowing, and He knows everything, mm-hmm. so He knows how to put things in your place uh-huh. to get you to to get you to go where you need to be. Amen. 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 <laughs> so, and and the best part about this is that you don't even have to gamble on Him, no. <laughs> because He knows. And guess what? He knows when you're going to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have access to his grace and his mercy, Mm -hmm. you know, because God looks up at at you and instead of beating you up, he goes, you know, you did that. You know, that was wrong. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, (laughs) you know, that was wrong. He goes, well, guess what? Repent. Just don't do it again Mm -hmm. because I still love you. You're still an awesome person. You're still an amazing person. I still created you for greatness. Mm -hmm. So just just do what I said. Do do what my word says and you'll be fine because I know I know you and I know exactly how to communicate with you and to steer you in the right direction. Amen. Amen. God is also um, immutable. Immutable. This one says he's unchanging over time and unable to change and, un- and un- unable to be changed. okay? I think in Hebrews it says because um, actually do I have yeah, I do have it right here, but <laughs> I, I didn't have that verse. It says Hebrews 13:8 it says Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Remember, we already said Jesus is God. So if Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever, then then God is the same, the Father is the same, and his spirit is the same. So the same way that his spirit spoke to you 10 years ago is the same way his spirit is going to speak to you now. He's going to speak to you according to his word. His word never changes. That's why the Bible, yes, it may get updated in the translation, but it never changes the context. Amen. 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 Now, that's another message on Bible translations, yeah. and I'll let Pastor deal with that. <laughs> but in, 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 the, in the bare minimum, the Bible never changes. So whatever it said 10 years ago in, the, in his word, he's saying the same thing now. And the good part about it is that we have Revelation and Daniel and some of these other prophetic books that we already know what's going to happen in the yeah. end. Okay? So as long as we're staying on the right highway and we don't exit that highway, we're going to get to our destination. Amen. 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 (laughs) Yes. Now, this one says he is omnipotent. That means he's of a deity having unlimited power, able to do anything. So basically, like I said, God is God. Jesus is God. His spirit is God, meaning he has all power and he's able he's literally able to do anything. OK, Uh let me read this scripture. It says in Isaiah forty twenty eight through 29, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary? Aren't you so glad that our God doesn't ever get tired? Oh, my goodness. Like, I was sick yesterday. I was so I was so under the weather and I had to sleep all day. If I was God, and you had you were asking me you needed to have access to, well yesterday you couldn't have had access to me because I was tired and I was sleeping. Exactly. Exactly. Aren't you glad that God doesn't ever faint, He never gets weary? That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. We should make a skit out of that. Like uh, uh <laughs> like you call God's pager. like God's like, No, call my pager. It's like my pager. <laughs> anyway, the scripture ends and it says His understanding is unsearchable. Mm -hmm. He gives power to the weak and to those who have not have have not have no might. He increases strength. Mm -hmm. So this is saying that if you're not strong, God has the ability to make you strong. And it's and the thing is, is that the best part about it is that I don't have to do it on my own strength. Mm -hmm. God is literally going to give me his strength. You know, because the thing is, is that you I, like rea- this is this is reality. God created me. He's given me a mind. He's given me a body. He's given me a spirit. He's given me intelligence, all this stuff, strength, all that kind of stuff. I can get to a certain point. Yeah. You know, I lit- I can. I might even get to a million dollars. I might even get to ten million dollars, but I can only sustain so long. My own strength and my Mm -hmm. own knowledge Mm -hmm. and my own ability. Mm -hmm. You know, why? I mean, there's stories of people winning the lottery and then two years they're bankrupt. You know what I'm saying? They're broke. Or, there's, there's situations when people start a business and they fail. Now, I'm not saying that it's just that they didn't believe in, believe in God or they didn't just live um, listen to the Lord. But the thing is, is that if I trust in the Lord, he says to trust in me. Mm-hmm. Or trust in him. You know, it's just like, well, if I trust in him, he's not going to let me fail. It says he's never going to leave me nor forsake me. And there's so many other verses that I can pull out and say. <laughs> and, and it's just like, well, it, God said he, his word will never return to him void. Do you realize what that means? His yeah. word never returned to him void Mm -hmm. it's like this what does void mean empty Empty. right empty without anything okay you know when jesus came to this earth he was his word right so this is in isaiah isaiah said his word will never return back to him void when jesus came jesus was actually his representation of his word because jesus said i came to this world and i only do and say what the father tells me to do and say Okay, so he's his word. Everything he spoke was of the Father. Okay, he even said, "I and the Father are one." Me and the Father are one. You know, when he when he was ascending on to heaven, he said, "I have to go because I'm sending someone that's even greater than I am, which is His Spirit." You know, because His Spirit is just hovering around and just around us all the time. Amen. So when he came to this earth, when he was on the cross, what was he full of? sin he was full of the sin of the world before the world then and the world after so everyone's sin was in him he died the sin died with him he went down he rescued the people from from hades or hell and that's a whole theological thing (laughs) he did that and when he came back up what when he rose again on that third day he was full of the power Okay? He was full of it like a Superman. Okay? When he ascended onto heaven, that scripture was fulfilled. He said, my word will never return back to me void. He sent his word to this earth to die, to be full of sin, to die with the sin died with him. He was raised up again by the power of the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Spirit. He was filled with that power, and he ascended onto heaven full and not void and not empty. So he literally proved that... That, that scripture was real right. within himself. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So once again, God is awesome. God is amazing. <laughs> God is life-changing. There's nothing better than him. Yes. Okay, this is one of my favorite ones. It says, um, God is omnipresent. omnipresent. Listen to this definition. It says, the state of being widespread or and this is my favorite part, constantly encountered. Mm. So God is omnipresent, that constantly encountered, meaning that he's always in a position for someone to encounter him. Mm. So he's not this mystical being, this mystical creature that we're just talking about him and we're just crazy people talking about this person that just may or may not exist. Okay, and it's like, you know what? I'm sorry. Like Buddha. You may have been a good person, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Muhammad, all these people, but reality is, is that my God is still alive. Yeah. My God came and he was able to die and raise himself up from the dead. OK, how many gods can say that they can do How many people can say that they can do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So just like he is always in a position that's he's always in a position to be encountered by someone, whether they believe him or not. And that's that shows how much he loves people. It, 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 you can be the worst person on the face of this earth and God wants to reveal himself to you. Why? Because he loves you. Because he created you. Whoever you are, that's who he created. And he created you a purpose and a destiny. It's up to us to get out of our own selves and to say, you know what? I accept you into my life. And then after we do that, we still mess up and we still walk away from him. He said he's never going to leave us nor forsake us. But that doesn't mean that we're not going to leave him or forsake him. Amen. Okay. so the thing is, God is like, I'm always here. You know, and once you accept him, he's always going to be attached to you, and he's always going to be like, you know, and tapping you and being like, okay, okay, okay. I know I'm going this way. (laughs) Let me go this way, okay. And that just shows his love. He's always trying to encounter you. He's always trying to be in front of you and steering you in the right way. And I just, I just absolutely love that part of 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 my Jesus. You know. So some of his characteristics, and this is just like a handful of them, because there's so many things that we can say about God and how awesome he is. Number one, God is holy. Jesus is holy. Okay, that means he's he's it's to be separate and cut off from sin. There is absolutely positively, without a shadow of a doubt, no sin in Jesus. And that actually was proven on the cross. He was filled with sin. It died and there was no more. And it was sin that he didn't even do. It was sin that he took on on himself to cover all of us. Like, who, how many of us would actually do that for the entire world? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Maybe for our children, but for everyone and for people that are going to curse us out and not, and not accept us ever. And he still died for them. That's how much God loves the world. You know he wants he wants heaven to be filled. He doesn't want hell to be filled. Okay, and that's why it says like, hey, the road down there is really wide and easy, but the road to me is narrow. Meaning that like you have to just follow him. It's narrow. Like to go down to hell, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Live however you want. He's saying, hey, you need to come up to me. You need to live. You need to come up to my level, so then I can bring you up to higher levels. Amen. 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 Um. Let's see a verse here. It says, second Corinthians 522. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So the only way we can become holy is through a relationship with Jesus. That's not something that we can do on our own because it says our righteousness is filthy rags. So the best that we can ever be is filthy rags. So I might as well just serve Jesus. <laughs> I might as well just have a relationship with Him because the best of me is filthy rags to God, and He's perfect. Well, okay, you know what? Let me just be covered by the blood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay, another a- another attribute is uh, He's gracious, or He has grace, is unmerited favor. Um, that um, He shows kindness and He's compassionate. And we see that every single day of our lives. Amen. Just the fact that we're able to wake up every single morning is God's grace. Amen. Amen. Because he has all power and he already knows what we're going to do. So he could, in a, in a second, destroy all of us. Mm. You know, he sent a flood to destroy the whole world. Mm. I think he can take care of any one of us whenever he wants to. But God's grace, his grace and his mercy and his love overshadows any of that. Amen. Second um, Corinthians nine, eight says, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Okay. Okay. So it's like the more and, and this verse is actually t- um, talking about giving. Yeah. OK, so he's saying that the more that you give um, out of out of your heart, mm-hmm. the more grace, the more access to grace you're going to have. You know, and I and I think I said it one of the Sundays. It's like it, you're literally more blessed when you give mm-hmm. than when you receive, because the more that you give, the more that God is going to bless you to give. Mm-hmm. So when I receive, it's not that I don't have access to his grace, but he's saying, hey, when you give, you have more access to my grace. Yeah. So that when you have my grace, then you can give more. So the more that I give God's word, the more that I give to, to, his, to his ministry finances, mm-hmm. the more time that I give. Mm-hmm. The, and, and time, like, I mean, it's, it's more than just the four walls of this church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Time with people, ministering to people, the more that I give out of me. Now, that means that I have to fill myself. (laughs) you know what i'm saying you know and i have to be a good steward maybe with money and different things like that in time but the more that i give god is going to say okay you've given this now i'm going to give you the grace and fill you more Uh so then the next time you can give more and the next time you can give more why because he just wants the world to be blessed because he loves the world amen amen um another thing is he's just he's fair and impartial And uh, this is Hebrews 6, 10. It says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And basically, he's saying, God is not unjust. He sees what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And he's going to bless you for what you're doing. It's not about that we're doing things that he's just going to bless us, but he he, he sees, hey, you're doing stuff for me, so I'm going to bless you. Mm -hmm. You're not just doing stuff for yourself. So when we're, someone we're Selfish, I mean, kind of break the rules, and we don't have access to certain things. But when we're doing things for for the Lord, He can't help but bless us. Because remember, I started off in the beginning as soon as you mention the Lord's name, He shows up. He's like, oh, they're talking about me. I got to be there. And the thing is, is that our God has the ability to be everywhere at all times. So right now, He's here, but there's someplace else that they're talking about Jesus, and He's there too. And He's over in this other country, and He's over in this other country, and all He's doing is saying, man, they're talking about me, so I'm going to bless them. And I'm going to give them something. I'm going to give them a gift because they're talking about me, and they're praising me, and they're giving me credit for stuff. And those people that don't know Him, He's still still making Himself available to them Mm -hmm. as well to be able to, to know him as well. Amen. So God is just, he's fair. Um, and, and he's impartial. Like he doesn't play favorites, but at the same time, we're all his favorites. amen Amen. so because i'm god's favorite you're god's favorite favorite too you're god's favorite but he doesn't play favorites and that's what's so awesome about god (laughs) you know what i'm saying god and god like sometimes sometimes when we look at it we're like man god this is just not fair and he's like it's right because this is this is me i'm not fair but i am fair and i don't play favorites but i play favorites (laughs) you know and why is he able to do that because he's god there's nothing above him you know and And it said that that it says that that if you call in the name of jesus that Anything is possible, basically. Mm-hmm. If you need healing, call on the name of Jesus. My wife today, she texts me and she's like, man, I'm dealing with this headache. Can you pray for me? And instead of just saying the regular, like, yeah, I'll pray for you and then not do it because that's just reality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's just reality. You know what I'm saying? Instead of doing that, what I do, I text her a prayer. Yeah. And it, I didn't, it didn't even need to be this whole like, oh, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, and speaking in tongues and jumping around. I just said, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against any sickness, mm-hmm. um, you know, any disease and and we just apply the blood of Jesus to to Victoria's life in Jesus name amen Because the reality is that I just have to say the word. God does all the work. Mm -hmm. Okay. All I have to do, it says, remind me of my word. So he's the great physician by his stripes. We are, we are healed. Meaning that we are, and we always will be healed. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have great testimony right up and right up there that it was just like the power of the Lord. These jokers in the hospital didn't even know what was wrong with him, but they knew something was wrong with him. It was like, I believe that the, that the, that the spirit came and blinded them. You know, because as soon as they would have said, oh, this and this and this was wrong, then they go, oh, we gonna need to do this and this and this test. But I totally believe in my heart and I believe the Lord told me that the spirit literally blinded them, that they saw it. It was there. But they literally couldn't see it. And they were like, I have no idea what's wrong with you. And he was like, Yep, you're right. You know what's wrong with me? Jesus. That's what's wrong with me. Is this actually what's really wrong with me? What's filled with me and what's messing with my body is the Holy Spirit. You know, you can't, there's no medicine for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's what's so awesome. And God is just so, so awesome. And then finally, and I'll, and, and I'll close with this He is love. Yeah, he yeah. is love yeah. and it's not just regular love it's unconditional love there's no condition yeah. there's no contract yeah. there's no nothing he loves you no matter what yeah. he even loves you when you don't love him yeah. okay this the bible says in first john four seven through eight it says beloved let us love one another for love is of god And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So if love is God and God is love, anytime you read that scripture, you're talking about God. So you know that scripture where it says love is patient, love is kind. You can replace that with Jesus. You can replace that with his spirit. You can replace that with his father. Because ultimately, with everything that I've said here... God is love. God is love. And he shows his love being, um, um, to where he's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's, he's immutable. He's all these other big college words that you can say about God because he's love. Okay. God was in the beginning and he created the world. Why? Because he loves us. You know, he created, he created this world for us. You know, he created the animals for us. He created the trees and everything and all the food and everything we have access to. This building, the oxygen, the atmosphere, everything he created for us. Why? Because he loves us. He he decided he decided at some point because there was no time. So at some point he said, you know what? I'm going to create people because I want to love them and I want them to love me. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, No matter what you're going through, no matter what situation that you're in, you can literally call on the name of Jesus or call on the name of love. Mm -hmm. And he's going to come and rescue you from whatever is going on. Amen. 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 I hope you guys were blessed. I hope you guys were blessed. Let me close in prayer. Oh, don't close. Okay. No closing.